Hello, and welcome to Revolution 22's teaching podcast. We are a church from the downtown area in Boise, Idaho. Thank you for joining us today and hearing this week's sermon. We pray that God's word will be received and will bear fruit in your life. Today's reading is Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, what an amazing encouragement that is. We are pitiful empty vessels, God, and you desire to fill us with the fullness of God, and that is massively full. It's ridiculous. It's beautiful. It's incomprehensible, God, and I thank you for that. I thank you for the beauty that we're surrounded with and how we are filled with awe of you because of the beauty of your creation. Thank you for that. Thank you for the time up here this weekend. Thank you for John diligently digging into your words so that he could bring us um, encouragement and challenge. Uh, we pray that you would open our hearts, God, and that we would see you in a new way, that we would be challenged today and tomorrow and the day after by the truth of your word. We thank you for that, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Father's Day. How many dads out there? Raise your hand or stand up, dads. Let's see you. Dan's dads, granddads, grand-granddads, great-granddads. Boy, we love you, and we celebrate you today. And we're going to pray for you very specifically in just a little while. But uh, we celebrate the way you give yourselves away for your families and thereby embody the privilege that God has given us as men to take the lead in doing what he calls all of us to do. Love him who loved us first, especially by loving others as he has loved us. But how many of you know that you cannot give what you have not received? But if that's true, then our ability to love God by loving others will be a function of our experience with God's love for us, won't it? And that's why this morning on this Father's Day, for just a few minutes, I want to invite you to gaze with me into the beauty of God the Father's love toward us who are His in Christ, that we might, as the Apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesians, be filled up to all the fullness of God, and then love Him in return by loving others as He has loved us. And to help us do this this morning, I'm going to offer three words that I believe capture the essence of God the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ. You'll see them at the top of that, that sheet uh, that we passed out, and that's where all the passages of Scripture are in order. So you can just follow along throughout this uh, if you like. But you'll see that there are three words that I believe capture the essence 
of God the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ. The first word is unilateral, the second is unconditional, and the third is unstoppable. Let's consider each in turn, beginning with unilateral. That's a word that you might not use very much or apply to God. What does it mean? It means one directional. And in terms of a relationship, unilateral refers to one party's actions toward another party without concern for that party's actions toward them. Which is to say then, or if we were to say then that the Father's love toward us is unilateral is simply to say that it depends wholly upon Him and not upon us. As Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and following, there at the top of your page, as Paul uh, is encouraging God's covenant people in Ephesus to celebrate the Father's covenant love for them, this is what he says to them. He says, remember, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, That is, before he created time, the heavens and the earth, or anything else, when only God existed, he chose us in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before him, also that he might adopt us as his covenant children, that he might be our father, he says in verse 5, in love, covenant love, the father's sovereign covenant love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons, as daughters, as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in, say this word with me, the beloved. Say it with me, beloved. It is a beautiful word in the New Testament reserved for God's covenant people upon whom God has placed his covenant love also that he could accomplish his eternal purpose of filling the earth with his glory. But the fact that we didn't even exist when God chose to love us combined with the fact that all the actions uh, in this passage are from the Father who unilaterally chose to love us reminds us that the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ is completely grounded in Him and fully dependent on Him, not us. That God's love for us in Christ is dependent upon His character, His will, His sovereign purposes toward us in Christ, His beloved. And that is really good news because it means our standing as his beloved in Christ is as certain and unshakable as God himself. Which leads to the second word that captures the essence of God the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ. It's closely related to the first and I believe is implied by the first. It's that beautiful word, unconditional. Which is simply to say, that God's covenant love toward us in Christ isn't based on anything in us or anything done by us, but solely upon the Father's choice to love us, that we might experience the fullness of life we were created to live, long to know, forfeited in the fall, and can only rediscover because of God the Father's unilateral, unconditional love toward us in Christ. Now, how many of you rejoice with me that God the Father's love toward you in Christ is unconditional? Anybody else? Anybody find great hope in that? That it has nothing to do with you and what you can do for Him, but all about who He is and what He has done for us in Christ. How many of you rejoice with me, as Paul says in Romans 5, verse 8, that God shows His 
covenant love for us, referring to the beloved, in that while we were still sinners, enemies of God, living in active rebellion against him, what happened? God shows his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to redeem us. Again, we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and following, God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us and the beloved. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, that is, we were unwilling and unable to respond to his love overtures, the Father lovingly made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his kindness, of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. A fact that compels us, Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, as you read, to continually give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, and therefore we have an unshakable relationship with him. The father, all and only because of his unilateral, unconditional love toward us in Christ reminding us that our salvation really is by grace alone, isn't it? That it is fundamentally up to the Father, not us. And not only our initial salvation, but as you read there in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he who began this good work in us will complete it in the day of Christ Jesus. And I love that that is true. Because that means that the Father who unilaterally and unconditionally loved me with His covenant love guarantees that by His covenant love, He has not only made me His, but He will keep me His. He will continually conform me to the image of Christ until He one day finishes the job and I and all of us who are His stand perfected with Christ in glory by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, because of God's covenant love toward us alone. And that is so encouraging to me, especially when I've sinned for the thousandth time in a way that I promised myself and God I wouldn't. Anybody else? Or in those times when I'm not progressing in the Christian life as I think I ought to, and I can't imagine that God's covenant love toward me can endure another minute of my unfaithfulness. But the good news of the gospel is that God's, the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ is unilateral, unconditional, and thirdly, it is unstoppable. What do I mean? Back in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, we saw that in the Father's covenant love for us, He predestined us for adoption as His children, which doesn't only mean that He called us out of hell and into heaven, it also means that he's now restoring us and will one day fully restore to us life as it was meant to be in and under him that we might then flourish in fullness as he created us and has now saved us to do. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 and following. You can follow along. He says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Who's the us? The beloved. 
For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, the children of God, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, later in this chapter, Paul makes it clear that the Father will stop at nothing to accomplish this, his purpose for us, his beloved, saying in Romans 8, verses 31 and following, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all good things? Who shall separate us from the love of God revealed in Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from what? From the love of God that has made us His, that keeps us His, and guarantees we will be with Him forever in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss that the Father's purpose in loving us is to bring us into the fullness of life as it was meant to be in and under Him for His glory and our best. And here's the good part. As if that isn't the good part. Here's, here's another good part. God always accomplishes His purposes. Amen? There's no doubt that He will complete what He began in us because it's up to Him to do. Which is why we can say, as Paul says in Romans 8, 28, we know that for those who love God who first loved us, all things work together for good, the capital G good of God's glory and our best for those who are called according to His purpose. Said differently, the Father's covenant love toward us in Christ is unstoppable. Which gives me tremendous hope when the darkness closes in. When I or those I love must suffer or when life's circumstances are not what I desire. You see, since the Father's love is unilateral, unconditional, and unstoppable, I know He will never leave me, that He's always with me, accomplishing His good purposes for His glory and my best, even when my circumstances are not what I desire. Putting all that together as I close this morning, yes, I'm closing. I want to invite you this morning to rest with me in the Father's unilateral, unconditional, unstoppable love towards you in Christ that allows you to get up when you fail and continue moving forward in His grace, that allows you to, to increasingly flourish regardless of your circumstances because you know that He is with you. And he will use even this, whatever that this is, to accomplish his good purposes in, for, and through you. That you might be increasingly filled with the love of God, filled up to the fullness of God, and thereby love him in return by loving others as he has loved you. Would you stand with me and we'll pray together. And then we'll continue worshiping this God who loved us first and loved us best and we'll pray for the fathers today as well. God, we love you. We thank you that you loved us first. We thank you that we are yours because of your covenant love toward us, 
because of your performance through your son, Jesus Christ. His perfect performance for us, not ours. We thank you that you chose to love us. You guarantee you will love us. You provided all that we needed to become your children. And you've promised that, that you will not only make us yours, but that you keep us yours, that you continually conform us to the image of your son, and you will finish the job using every single detail in our lives to do that. We rejoice in you, Heavenly Father, today that you love us unilaterally, unconditionally, and that your love toward us is unstoppable. We love you. We praise you. We offer our hearts of worship to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated for a minute. Uh, we're going to go into the time of a prayer for dads, especially this morning. And I know that that can be uh, a joyful thing to remember that today's Father's Day. It also could be a very, very hard thing for some of you. And we want to pray with you as a family. And also, I want before we go into prayer, I want to remind us that we have baptisms this morning. We have three people who are obeying the Word of God in baptism this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen, right? And, um, and I want to, once again, remind us that if you are here and if you have a child who's, who professes to know Jesus as their Savior, as their Lord and Savior, and they haven't been baptized yet, we have water, just so you know, if you're wondering. And uh, you'll dry pretty fast, but 10 minutes or so you'll dry in this heat. So, uh, And if you're someone who has uh, been following Jesus but not been faithful in the waters of baptism, being obedient in the baptism thing, so please, please talk to us. We'd love to talk to you, and you will we'll love to talk to you and get you baptized too as well this morning. So there's no limit to the water. So please feel free to talk to us. Um, and so I, I would love to... Um, ask all the dads to please stand wherever you are. Okay. And I, I want the church, the, fam the body of God to, um, if you are nearby, to put your hand on them, to pray with them. And we're going to spend some time praying for dads. And after that, if you want to continue praying over here, you can do that. And those of you who want to join the gang down by the, by the lake, you can join us as well and celebrate with those who are getting baptized. And then we'll come back here after baptisms and we'll, we'll sing one more song in praising God and then we'll close the service, okay? So those of you who are nearby, around the dads that you see standing, please stretch your hands, go close to them, and pray with them. I'm going to throw in a little plot twist to what John said. Um, as I pray for dads in circumstances, um, if that circumstance applies to you, we would love to carry your burden with you. As a church, that is what we are commanded to do. And if that's you, just raise your hand, Dad, and uh, acknowledge that that's a season you have been or are in. And those around them, would you just pray silently for them? And um, if the Lord leads, find an opportunity to reach out to them and encourage them uh, as the days go on, okay? All right. Uh, let's pray. Father God, we acknowledge today that you are the ultimate father. And as we recognize dads today, we want to come and ask that you would do a miracle in the lives of the men here that desperately want to be dads, but are not. God, we ask that, that they would have their trust so deeply placed in you. We want to lift up dads that are afraid of failure. Help them to fear nothing but you. That they would be able to step in confidence because it comes from your spirit inside of them. God, we pray for dads that feel regret. Help them to see your redemption 
in their futures. We pray for single dads, whether they are widowed or single for any other reason. We pray for grace. Would you fill in the gap that is felt when they're doing everything on their own? Please remind them that they have a family in you and in us. We pray for those who have lost their dads. Holy Spirit, bring comfort as you promise you will. I pray for dads who have lost children in the womb or after birth. Again, Lord, we ask for comfort and show them how you are working and that you're sovereign even in painful loss. We pray for dads that have released children for adoption, that God would rest their hearts and show them their work, your work in them. We pray for foster dads. Lord, give them strength and the ability to make a lasting effect for your glory in the lives of these kids. Give them a glimpse of that work that you're doing, Lord. We pray for single men that so desire to be a dad but are not even married yet. Lord, please don't let them settle, but let them hold relentlessly to you in this time of waiting. Be their patience, Lord. Lord, we pray for those waiting for the adoption of their son or their daughter. We ask, Lord, that you would bring them home swiftly and safely. We pray for dads that aren't present. Help them to see the value of their role. Rescue their hearts, Lord. Lord, we pray for those that don't know or haven't ever met their dad or their dad was never around. May they know you better than any hole this may leave. I pray, Father, that you would show them that you can fill that void in them. And I pray that you would bring spiritual father figures around them. We pray for dads that are not leading in their home. Lord, help them to submit to your leading in their life. And help them to love just as Christ has loved. We pray for dads that are empty nesters. Help them to trust your leading on their kids' lives. And help them to root their identity in you so that they may not be lost in this season. We pray for dads who only provide financially, that you would give them perspective for the time that's missed in only providing. We pray for expecting dads and new dads. Lord, that your peace would be their strength. We pray for those who have had or have an abusive dad. We pray for your restoration and your healing. We pray for dads that are consumed by pride. Father, would you please break them down and bring about true humility and restoration. We pray for dads that are comparing. Help them to see themselves fearfully and wonderfully made. Help them to see their worth and identity as your child and help them to be the dads you created them to be. We pray for dads that have messed up or are messing up in huge ways. Help them to see you as the redeemer that you truly are. We pray for spiritual dads who play the role of dad to so many. Thank you for being obedient to the spirit and filling in that gap. Lord, we pray for dads that don't have the support of their wives, either spiritually or just being present at home. Lord, please grab these men's hearts in a way that only you can. Help these men to see you working in their hearts. We pray for dads that have children who have walked away from relationship with them. Lord, would you do only what you can do 
to restore and reconcile. We pray for dads who have unbelieving children. God, would you bring them home? Father, we plead with you that you would do what you do best. Would you redeem, heal, restore, show up, and remind each of these men that you are enough, that you are present. God, in this moment, would they feel your ever-present hand in their lives? Father, we thank you for being more than enough. We praise you for the work you're doing in each of the lives of the men in this place. We thank you for being our loving Father and your precious and holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Please visit revolution22.org to find out more information about our church. We remind you to continue to value community. We pray that God's word has drawn you closer to him and that you may continue 